When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Before we get to it, make sure you follow us wherever you get your audio podcast. Just search FFSN, that's Rather Cavalier. Give us a five-star rating on Apple and Spotify. Also, check out our cast shorts on the Nordall's YouTube channel. Now let's get to it. That's rather Cavaliers, Shy City Bulletin Board, sitting on FFSN, talking basketball, Cleveland Cavaliers, Chicago Bulls in the building, doing the dual podcast, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, sitting with the crew. That's rather Cavaliers crew, me, Tate Boy Fresh, and Relly Hall. I'm going to swing it over to my boy, Pay. Pay, what's cracking, lacking, and introduce your squad, bro. What's up, Let's Rather Cavalier? You got the Shot City Bulletin Board with me, Pay, my guy GQ, and my boy JG. Fellas, how y'all feeling tonight? We good. We good. We good, man. We good. Y'all sound somber, man. Absolutely. We're going to sit back and talk a little basketball this evening. Get some early thoughts from the early score of the game with the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Shy City thing. And get this collab and going. Because it's always great to have. Both podcasts on Fans First Sports Network in the building to discuss a game that just went down about all about 30 minutes ago. So, all that being said, fellas, we had a game tonight. You saw the score. Relly Hall, read off that score for me for the for the Cleveland Cavaliers victory this evening. We don't need to do all that. We got to. It's that 109 to 91. We got to. 109 91 Cavaliers for sure. So Tate. Relly, highlights, top two players from you, real quick, and I'm going to swing it back to Pay so we can talk a little about, about the Bulls. Man, I would say, I would say, obviously, the top player is Donovan Mitchell, man. He scored 34 and had seven assists, 11, 11 and 21 from the field, 410 from three point range. And then nobody else is really worthy, but I guess Jared Allen at least did have another nice straight double double with 10 and 14. So, you telling me to pick two, then would be the two that I pick, even though Levert got in off the bench. Go ahead, Riley. I would have to agree with you with Don, but I'm gonna go as I'm gonna go a different way with that secondary player, right? I'm gonna say Dean Wade. I think he hit some big threes in the fourth. It gave us a little bit of separation. Uh he did what he was supposed to do. He was a little shaky, but in the fourth he did what he was supposed to do. Absolutely. I like the contribution of Sam Morrell off the bench with the 15 points, three rebounds, and two assists. As the fourth player off the bench, much needed 15 points for the Cavs to secure the victory. Payday, swing it back to you, bro. What's going on the Cavaliers' side? 
The, big, the, the big other guy. team in red, the Bulls. Jay, you my numbers guy, man. Explain this away from me. What number told us or pointed to this loss? Um, damn, man, it's, it's a lot of numbers, but I, I would say one thing that's, that's definitely been a trend that I've been seeing in this game. Um, we shot poorly from behind the three point line. Now mm-hmm. twenty eight. Um, that's not gonna cut it, man. That, I would say that that was one of the biggest determinant factors, and also we needed to show up on the defensive side of the ball. Donovan Mitchell, he, he just went wild tonight. Um, that poor shooter that led to the loss tonight. Well, you talked about this almost on every episode. Q, uh, the, expound on what Jay's talking about. We got the Cavaliers hit twenty three points. The Bulls hit nine. Cavalier, well, the Bulls give our what twenty ninth in the league and three points given up. Every team knows how to attack the Bulls. Um, what, what are your thoughts on this, man? It, it seems like there's no no fixing this from a coach perspective. I mean, the last couple of years they've had problems uh, defending the three and shooting and. Both problems showed up tonight, and like Jay said, that was that's the tell of the tape right there. You you can't defend the the, the three, and and you were inefficient hitting it on your own. They were nine at thirty two. That's not gonna cut it. Twenty eight percent. That's it's not gonna cut it. Absolutely not. I think the Cavaliers, and I, and I know my my voice, my OHIO, can speak about this but more. I think they had what seventeen offensive rebounds. Sounds 13. Thir- 13 offensive rebounds, right? 13, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely 13 rebounds, which made a difference, but I think the three-point shooting was definitely a little bit different, Pat, yeah. for sure, for sure. 13 offensive rebounds to six for, for Chicago, so that that really yeah. shots make a difference. I mean, a lot more, lot more second chance points. People had 13 rebounds and the Bulls had 12 or 13. They're getting around the same second-chance opportunities. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's, that's a big disparity right there. Yeah, let me go ahead and shut this narrative down right now before it even gets started. It's been trying to pick up steam. No, Andre Drummond and Nikola Vucevic, uh, Vucevic do not need to be starting next to each other. That Both mm. of them starting next to each other are not going to fix the Bulls. Three-point shooting. And it's not going to help the Bulls defend a three-point shot better. So, no, we don't want to see those two next together. Mm. They got some minutes tonight together. They did. They nice. did. And uh, I think the Bulls, that, that lineup is uh, definitely a negative plus minus. I can bring that up. That, that, that yeah. was a slow lineup for the Bulls? No, no, no. no, no. Drum came off oh, the bench. Okay, okay. They, they just got some minutes together. Okay. I was no. just in the game. I was watching football at that time. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I can't see that working, and I don't even watch the Bulls like that. Yeah, so there's a reason why Drummond's better moved around. Yeah, facts. Hey, so the win tonight moves the Cleveland Cavaliers to 23 and 15, and in the fourth place in the Eastern Conference standings. The loss moves the Bulls to 19 and 23, and to the ninth place in the Eastern Conference standings. Fellas, a question to the panel: Pay, I'm going to ask it on the Cavs side first, and then swing it over the Bulls side. Is there something that needs to happen before the upcoming trade deadline for both rosters to improve their opportunity or chance to make a playoff run this season? On this side, Tate, I'm going to swing it to you first. What do you think the Cavs should do 
Or should they just stay put and, and stay grounded and see what's going on? I think the Cavs going to make some uh, moves around the around the edges, man. I think uh, they're looking at uh, your boy from uh, Royce O'Neal from Brooklyn. And really just because it's Donovan Mitchell, boy, they want to make Donovan happy. Mm. Um, so I, I don't see any big move. I think the biggest move they're going to make is just letting Garland and Mobley get healthy and, and then see how they play together. With the new style, the Cavs been getting up a lot more threes since Mitch. I mean, since Mobley and Garland been hurt, mm. and and Jared Allen's been playing better. I think Bernie got to find a way. Bernie, JB, Bernie is dead. JB yeah, got to right. find a way. JB got to find a way when it's staggering minutes for Allen and, and Mobley, so you can play both of them like thirty-two minutes, something like that, a game. But they don't need to play them all a lot of them together because they they play better individually. But that's all. I, my, my move is Royce O'Neal and everybody can help. Relly Hall, you got to move for the Cavs if they stay put. Honestly, they don't really – like Tay said, you don't got to make a huge move, but you do got to get one more vet. Um, I think third quarter, we kind of show why you need another veteran on the floor because Chicago's did start chipping that league. I think they went on a – well, closer to the, the – early in the fourth, they went on like on a 15-0 run or a 10-0 run on Cleveland. But that's that's where you just need another guy. Now, luckily, we had Don, but just in case Don is not on the floor, you just need one more guy for your for your bench unit just to slow him down a little bit. But but nothing too crazy. Got it, got it. Like, hey, like, like who though? Give, give us a name at least. I can't think of one off off top, but like maybe like I said, maybe a Marcus Smart, even though that might get a little sophisticated, mm. but. Mm. That, that, that's usually like the first person I think of because I mean you we still need somebody with a tough mind, but as some somebody the players respect. So like a Marcus Smart, a Pat Bev, somebody mm. of that nature, honestly. Mm. A tough guy. Don't yeah. Need to look. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Pay Chicago. I'm gonna swing it to you, man. You got the questions for the fellas over there or the Shy City Bulletin board. What's going on with the Bulls? Do they need to make a move? Oh, we definitely need to make a move. Should, should I answer that? Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll be kicking it right to you, Q. We got um, 24 I, days into the deadline, Q. I, I think first and foremost, um, they need to break up that DeRozan and Levine um, combination. I think it's just too much ISO ball. Now, Levine has come back. He's been more of a playmaker, been more willing to share the ball. But I still think, ultimately, for team chemistry, it'd be best in – reinsert Patrick Williams into the lineup because he hasn't been as effective coming off. Well, he didn't play tonight because of ankle sprain, but he hasn't been as effective coming off the bench. Before Levine came back, he has, he put together some really nice games. It's, mm-hmm. um, and I've been saying this for a while, for a while. The one guy I would love the Bulls to target Ooh. in trade talk, I don't know if he'd be available right now, Isaiah Hardenstein. Like, I've been saying this for a Come on, no, we're not for to do that, Q. We not, we definitely not for to do that. Jay, respect, respect your co-host. Respect your co-host. <laughs> you would get your turn to talk. It is my turn. <laughs> hey, pass the mic to me. Go ahead and finish. Go ahead and finish. Like I've been saying for a long time, I think the Bulls should pursue Isaiah Hardenstein. I haven't heard anybody else um bring this up, but he's a guy that offers rim protection. Some shooting. He's 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 a big that can get out and defend. 
I don't appreciate this. He's a big that can get out and defend the uh the pick and roll. So I think he would be a perfect fit with the Bulls. I think you could start him uh, aside from Vucevic. Jay? Yeah, Jay, we've been talking about trades pretty much the whole season. We all agree this top this this trio the Bulls got is not working. They are not going to advance anywhere past the uh, NBA the NBA paradox of you know maybe a first yeah. round exit. Um, I, Jay, so, I had one question, Paige, before we swing it back to Jay. I was wanted to talk to the Cav guys. When you all say one move away or one move, what, what are you one moving away from? What is the end yeah. goal for Cavaliers with that one trade? What's going to happen? The end goal for the Cleveland Cavaliers is to at least make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. I think okay. we have okay. a roster. We have a roster. And I'm, I'm speaking okay. from my side of the, of the fence. I think that we okay. have a roster, when healthy, that could contend for the Eastern Conference. But the question has oh. always been for this current rendition wow. of the Cavs, or are mm-hmm. they physical enough or are they hard-nosed enough to contend with a team like the New York Knickerbockers and other tough guy teams, including even the Boston Celtics? So if the, if the Cavs make a move, does that move put us to where we can line up and play tough basketball on the perimeter, which is definitely the key to winning any playoff series in the Eastern Conference? Okay, that's I agree. That's actually, that, that's actually a great point because somebody that I've really been high on this season um, is actually Isaiah Hardenstein. You know, I actually yeah, brought him. coming around. I, I, I coming around. To him. I entered, introduced uh, Q to him, let him know the, the, the skills and, you know, skill sets that he has. Uh, would y'all be willing to move one of your, uh, one of your bigs for Isaiah Hardenstein? Fellas, I'm going to let y'all answer. Tr- Tristan Thompson. <laughs> he's still alive. Yeah, I like I like I like Isaiah Hardenstein. We had him there a year or two ago. And we let him go, but uh, he's playing yeah. a lot better in Chicago. But he's playing better. I mean, we know that's you know that's Mitchell Robinson position right now. I mean, so he's still just a piece. He's not the dude. I, I'm wondering how how he really helped somebody. He's he playing great at his role in New York. He is, and I think like his his skill set hasn't even been fully uh, re- uh, unleashed yet. Um, mm. I've been high on him ever since I've seen him in the G League. Everything he's he, he played the same way in the G League when he made it to uh, when he made it to the league for Houston. He played the same way with them uh, when he was mm. playing a starter minutes and with the Clippers. Uh, he's played he played the same way with them, and he actually has three point range, which I'm not sure why Tibbs isn't deploying him behind the perimeter because he does have that type of range. Uh, but I would definitely say modern day uh, to compare him to somebody in the past. A, a more skilled version of this player would be Joe Kim Noah. He's definitely like mm. a, a Joe Kim Noah type player. He can facilitate like Joe Kim Noah just has deeper range. But that's why I always said he would be a good big to bring over to the Bulls to put him next to Vucevic because he does cover up a lot of flaws that Vucevic has. And then if they wanted to, they would be able to rotate Vucevic out, put Drummond in, and and Hardenstein would be able to play next to him because he does cover up a lot of the flaws that Andre Drummond has. But I think if they were to get him, pair him with uh, Kobe White, that would be a good foundation for the Bulls to start with. Mm. But does Isaiah Isaiah also cover opposite fours? Can he, can he defend the paint? Can he defend the stretch four? Because if you – I, I want to know, are you – Plugging one hole and then opening up another one. 
Now, Isaiah Hardenstein, he he can defend on the perimeter. He can uh, defend stretch fours, mobile fours, uh, big fours. He can guard the paint. Uh, like it, he he is the perfect complementary big man in the league right now. I, um, I did compare him to uh, Joe Kim Noah, but I would say uh, for a long stretch of time, I would say for the last six, seven years, maybe seven to eight years, the perfect big that you wanted on your team that could complement. Uh, uh, another big would be Al Horford. Like he covered up a lot of the flaws next to any big man that you would have put him next to. He could play backup five. He could play starter four. If you got a star four, he could play star five. I mean, he could play the starting five. Uh, there's been a long time for Al Horford that he's been able to do that. He's getting older now, um, but you know, he's why, starting why, to fade. Why, 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 why didn't Al Horford work with uh, Joel Embiid? I, I think they actually did work, and that's why um, – that's why Boston went to go get him um, because they saw how he complimented Embiid. It didn't work mm. out in the long run. They didn't get a they didn't get a a, um, a championship out of it. But I, that's why they did go back to get him to put him next to uh, Robert Williams because Robert Williams is a great paint protector. And you know Al Horford can step out on the perimeter and guard some guard some of those mobile bigs. Mm. The the reason is Doc Rivers, but we can go. That's a whole different show. Uh, Cleveland, you all said one move away to the ECF, man. So, uh, let's see, let's see what happens. 24 was, days to the deadline. I was gonna piggyback on that. My my thing is not Eastern Conference final, we, we, we just need to win a playoff series, I think is the goal. And anything after that, you playing with house money, that's gravy. But yeah, to, to win to get home court advantage, they in the fourth spot now and win a playoff series, then you just see what happens. Relly, do you agree, or do you think that the Cavs need to make a push for the Eastern Conference Finals, or is that strictly based on if we make a move to put ourselves in contention for this this season? I think this year we just got to be competitive. Honestly, mm. after how we went out last season, we got swept, right, and we got punked. So, like this year, we we got to be competitive. I mean, we got to we got to tick and time by with Don. We don't know what's gonna happen with Bro, um, mm. and we got to show him that we are building a competitive roster. So anything we do is essentially just trying to make Don or let him know that, you know, we for real, it's no reason for him to want to go to New York or Brooklyn or wherever or Miami, you know what I mean? And uh, which is kind of weird flip side too, for the Bulls guys. Right. Because I was curious about y'all. Right. Because we know Cleveland, we arguably one or two pieces away. Right. Hmm. Y'all are a little, a little bit different (laughs) because, I feel like what y'all are aiming for is not what the Cavs is aiming for. And I feel like with Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan, I don't feel like neither one of them is y'all closers at all. So mm. in this trade deadline, if y'all were to trade one of them, what would y'all be looking for and what would be the outcome y'all would be looking for for that, for that trade? Mm. Uh, it would definitely be Zach Levine. He's already expressed that um, it's kind of not, not happy here. I think we uh, have seen that. I actually thought when he got injured, um, that was the last game that he was going to play here. Um, mm. You know, trade rumors are flying. Just You know, he's done what he's been able to do here, move along. For, uh, I think, you know, it's just time to move on. Um, I don't think we're going to get the value um, that people think those players are worth that we should be able to get. And, you know, with that being said, I would be looking to try to move either one of them, most likely uh, Levine, 
Uh, but if we can move both of them, probably get some move them to teams that don't have a uh, a primary score. Someone. My dream is to possibly move them to get some uh, some lottery draft picks. But if that's not happening, I don't know what type of value we can get back for them that can help this team uh, at this time. Because uh, if we mm. if we trade them to get, get some defenders back to help Kobe, then we're gonna start going to be like luster on the offensive side. Um, yeah, I so think you we, would be down to rebuild then. Yeah, it's definitely time to rebuild. Uh, as of right now, I'd be. I think it would be best for the Bulls to try to aim to get some high draft picks. So at this stage in the game, would the Bulls trade both of those players? Considering all things considered, you know, saying that, well, look, we're not in contention. We're not in a position to actually make a deep playoff run. Would they consider trading both DeRozan and Zach Levine? Um, With the way that I want the team to go, we would probably have to keep one of them just as we're going through that rebuilding process, just to have like some veteran leadership for the new guys that we would be bringing in. Mm. Um, if they'd be up, you know, to take on that, that, that veteran leadership role. Um, mm. I think they've kind of helped Kobe white develop into a much better player than, than when he came into the league. So if they can do that with the younger foundation that we bring it, that we're bringing in, I, I think that definitely helped the team and, you know, secure them a, a spot on the roster. Hey, do you think they would be willing to trade both players? I think, and I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure JG agrees with me on this on this point. I think the the best thing for them to do is to trade both players. Mm. Um, Zach, as Jay as Jay already uh, said, uh, Zach has expressed through his agency, Clutch Clutch Sports, that he would like to be traded. DeRozan is in his last year of his deal. He's 35 years old. He, he's been at his ceiling, what, five, at least five years from now, maybe 10 years ago. Uh, you've, you've reached where you're going to get to with this team, with those two guys being your, your two, one and two on offense. So the best thing for the Bulls, Bulls can do is to go ahead and move on now. Get something you can't get what you can for DeRozan. You don't let him reach free agency. Send him to a contender. They'll be happy to give you a, you know, maybe a late late first round, maybe maybe even something better with with that's protected. So I mean, that's something's better than nothing. As far as Zach, Zach is getting paid um, max money. So whoever you trade him to is going to have to send you a lot of, you know, a lot of a lot of assets. I think we need to capitalize on that and start this rebuild, make this rebuild as short as possible. Mm. Makes a lot of sense. Hey, fellas, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We're going to pause for 10, pay some bills on Fans First Sports Network. That's Rather Cavaliers, Shy City Bulletin Board, Team Up Podcast, based on the score in the game tonight, Cavs playing the Bulls. Give us about 10 seconds for a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. And we're back with That's Rather Cavalier, Cleveland Cavaliers Podcast. Special guest this evening, Shy City Bulletin Board in the building. Pay JQ and J. What's cracker lacking? You know I'm sitting back with my boy Tate Boy Fresh and Relly Hall. We're talking basketball, all things considered. And we had a little centric conversation concerning the game and the score tonight between the Cavs and the Bulls. 
Hey, I'm going to pick up with a with a question. It's a hotbed question throughout the league. Right now, today, if you had to name the best team in the NBA, who is the best team in the NBA? I'm going to start on the other side. Jay, I'm going to go to you, bro. Best team in the league right now, today. Um, I would say the best. I'd say the best starting five right now to me in the NBA, uh, the Boston Celtics. Mm. Got it. I'm going to swing to Relly Hall. Relly Hall, your number one team in the NBA as of today. <laughs> Milwaukee. <laughs> the Milwaukee Bucks. All right. Payday, who you got? Who's number one? We ain't got. We Soda has shown himself to be. Who said one more time, Doctor? I said for the long, for a long stretch of the season, Minnesota has shown himself to be the best, maybe the best team out out in the in the league. Now, I I don't think I'm saying I'm I'm you know saying anything inflammatory if I was to say we all think that's fool's gold. <laughs> so I, I wouldn't say that's the best that's the best team you know record. Um, just going forward. So Philadelphia has played probably the best ball in the East, but again, fool's gold, right? Um, I would say who I believe in, who I believe in to go further and has the record and the play style that backed it up so far this season, I would say between Denver and Oklahoma. Mm. Got it. GQ, quick question. If you had to rank the number one team in the NBA as of today, who would be your number one team? Um, I see Peyton with the sexy pick, Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, I was going to pick them, but I got to go with the consistency and and, and I got to go with the Celtics. They got the best record. They've been playing the best ball overall to me. I'm going to go with the Celtics. I'm not going to complicate it. Just biting my takes again. <laughs> who you got? Who you wow. got is the number one squad in the NBA as of today? Hey man, I'm with I'm with um, Jay and GQ man. It's obviously the Celtics. They do have the best record. Um, Nineteen and zero at home. Two mm-hmm. games better than the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. The Timberwolves don't won six out their last ten. The Celtics won seven out their last ten. So yeah, the, the Celtics. The Celtics is the best team in the NBA. Don't mean they're gonna win. The championship come June, but they're the best team right now. Got it. Second hotbed question. What team has to make the move or a move to put themselves in, as a leader to win the NBA championship? Or is there a team already currently constructed that doesn't have to make a move to get a championship? I'm going to say on the bull side first, GQ. Talk to me, man. What's the Who you got? Um, that doesn't have to make a move or have I'm, to make I'm gonna, a move in order to get it. One that has to make a move. Um, I'm going to say the Nuggets. Um, if they want to go back and they want to repeat, I think the Nuggets got, they have to make a move. Um, who is it? They, 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 they lost, uh, 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 Bowen. Bruce Brown. Bro, I'm sorry, Brown. I called him Bowen. Brown. I, I, I think. 
I know they replaced him with the uh, kid they drafted last year, but I think that loss hurts him a little bit. He gave them certain intangibles. I think the Nuggets they they need another they need another piece though, not a major star necessarily, but an, a, a, another key reserve. I think that was the strength of their team last year. The the, the chemistry and the guys around Jokic. So I think the Nuggets are a team that needs to make a move. Got it. Tay Boy Fresh, who you got? Is there a team currently constructed? And or is there a team that can make one move and put them over the top? Man, I think it gotta be I think it gotta be the Lakers, man. I mean they gotta shake something up. I know y'all talking about Zach Levine was talks about I heard the talks about Levine going to the Lakers for some pieces for for Rui, for uh what's the uh the, the Vanderbilt. The, the white dude. The Vanderbilt. Oh, Reeves. Reed. I don't think the Lakers partnered with him. Yeah, Austin. I don't, think with him. I don't think they want to, but they got to change some. Either I've been hearing him or uh, Dejounte Murray, but the Lakers got to make a move. They got. I don't know who they're gonna get, but they got to shake some up and get somebody. I mean, I would but like. I think to- their best asset is Reeves. I don't think they're gonna move him though for uh, Murray or Levine. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying that the talk. That's all. But uh, I, I like. I don't know that this this happens. Buddy Hill's in the market now. The Lakers could get back in that mix and find a way to get Buddy Hill and Miles Turner. They get they get defensive anchor to help AD and shooting. And with Buddy Hill, you get nothing but shooting off the bench. <laughs> I like I like the Lakers. They need to make a move. I think they're like nineteen and nineteen. Mm. And you know you know LeBron ain't just gonna sit stagnant for too long before he be over there hollering at your at your boy from uh, the GM from Michigan. Played in Michigan. Played with the Five Five. What's his name? The general manager for, oh. for the Los Angeles Lakers? Yeah. Kobe's ex agent. Um yeah. Rob, Rob. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Palinka gotta gotta get to getting on the phone, man. Because yeah, Le- Le- LeBron wanna make a move. Steph Curry says something about they, he want Golden State to make a move. I'll let somebody else say what they got going on. Maybe they ain't gonna say that. Payday, what team one. has to make a move or a team is currently constructed? Well, the way I heard the question is, what team needs to make a move so they can get back to championship contention or to make a run? We'll get back to the finals, right? Yeah, or is there Obviously. a team already constructed that can go? Well, the, the top the top three teams in the, both conferences can go. So I'm gonna I'm gonna leave them out of this conversation. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with teams that need to make a move. I don't think LA or Golden State are are championship contender teams. I think they're both, you know, I think they're both done in in that space with this current their current uh, rosters. The obvious team that fits this bill is Miami Heat. Mm. They keep they keep skating along and waiting, you know, waiting for Jimmy and Spo to do their playoff magic. They need to quit playing around and make a move better because the other teams in the, in the conference just continue to get better on paper and on the floor. It, it's only so much. It's only so much magic Spo can do in the playoffs. He's the best coach in the game, but you gotta you can't keep leaving him out there like that. Jimmy's getting older. They need to make. They need. He needs some help. They need to make a move. Got it, Jay. Shy City Bulletin Board. Who you got as the team that needs to make a move in order to get the ring this season? Um, I'm gonna have to agree with Pay. Like the top three teams out of the 
East and West. Uh, I think they, they they all have a lot of parity. They're all great teams. They all have a, a, a legit shot um, at winning it all. But I don't, I don't think that they absolutely need to make any moves because uh, the, the teams are, are, are good as constructed. So I wouldn't want to mess anything up. Hmm. Um, Lakers, Golden State, I think they, they definitely, if they want to contend, they need to make some moves who they can go out and get. I'm not sure. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um. One thing that I don't hear anybody talking about that that uh, kind of put it all together too, uh, the Clippers. Yeah, um, yeah, they 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 playing this year. They playing yeah, recently. Good. I mean, uh, yeah. so that, that's why I said like, like a lot of those top teams they they have a lot of parity and they they match right. up really well. Like Clippers, the Nuggets, Thunder, uh, Celtics. Uh, Clippers Sixers, definitely the same people sleep on Milwaukee. Minnesota, like all those teams, I, I think they all match up great with each other. Gotcha. Hey, hey Vincent, Vincent, I, I, I had one question for y'all. Y'all <laughs> said the top three teams at each conference. You think the Timberwolves and Thunder are ready yet? I, I think I still think they are. I think they are year away. Are they going to stay at the top? Or are they going to be the Phoenix? Yeah. They going to be the Clippers? I think, in my own personal opinion, I think that the out of the Minnesota Timberwolves and the OKC Thunder, the team that stands the best opportunity is Minnesota based on that they have probably a top 10 player in Anthony Edwards and the other guys, the pieces, considering Cat and Rudy Gobert, That's gives them it. an opportunity. But from a younger standpoint, Shea Gilchrist Alexander is definitely a top five NBA player as of today. And he's in talks for, for MVP. So if you add him with a developing Chet Holmgren, along with a Josh Giddy and the Williams boys, OKC definitely could handle their business. But a piece, a veteran, would help them. That's just my thoughts. Relly Hall, I got to swing the question to you, man. What team needs a piece to get the chip? I'm probably going to go with Philadelphia. I think the mm. 76ers uh... – they're a competitive team in the East. I just don't think they're a very confident team in the East still with Boston and Milwaukee. Um, I just feel like they still just need not a superstar, but just a decent player or maybe just an all-star player away just they might from being a, a confident com- <laughs> You think so? Like, yeah, I think, that, I think they, they need a star. They need another who would you stun, consider yeah. like, a, like a star, like if you're going to pair it with – That's available? Yeah. That I, I – off the top, I mean, right now, I mean, a lot of things can change around a deadline. I don't know if there's a star that they can acquire that will put them over the top, but I don't think that's just a role player away from beating the Celtics or the Bucks in the best of seven. I don't think they, mm. I don't think they can, I don't think that team can currently do that. You know, since we're talking about the 76ers, I, I doubt that they would do it, but the player that would fit perfect with that team is Clay Thompson. Now, the 76ers got to give up some young bucks. But if you get Clay with Embiid, you got some issues. I think they already, have a, um, they already have a Clay Thompson like player in DeAnthony Melton. You know, he, he's, mm. a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a solid 3 and D guy. So mm. they, they are like, I, I wouldn't want them to go out to, to get an agent. Uh, Clay Thompson, like if he can't, if Clay Thompson can't, he just don't got it consistently anymore. Yeah, if he can't produce in a system that he's always played in, 
Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what other every, every now and then he has a game, but man, I, I look at Clay now and it looks it, it it looks past prime. It looks like he he ready for a reduced role somewhere because it's not the same game in and game. Like I said, he, he every now and then he has a game like that. He did it to us, but he always has games like that against mm-hmm. us. But <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, no, we don't we don't see that 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 play that we saw five years ago consistently enough. I don't know if he can put the sixes over the top either. Yeah, and I don't know if he's worth what they would have to give up to get him. Yeah, any team that that gets Clay, like right now, if he would have go over to the the seventy sixes, they need a defensive presence next mm. to Maxi. Um, mm. yeah. And right now, if Clay comes over to take that role, he's gonna get cooked. Because like, he's getting cooked, mm. and uh, he's getting cooked with the Warriors right now. I was gonna say his. I, I never thought his defense was as good as they proclaimed, but he he he's definitely a step slower now, and and he and he definitely barbecue chicken out there with these young guards. Mm-hmm. Barbecue chicken meat, straight up. What, what, what's the offer now, Tim? Pascal the Siakam to Philly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now that might be, yeah, that might be something. That might be something they get Siakam. Mm. Really? You got a guy you highlighting since you picked the 76ers? Maybe Brandon Ingram? Maybe. Oh. And, and, and the thing about the Sixers is they, they got a lot of assets. They got a lot of assets to trade, though. You know, If they didn't have to give up Thanks, James Harden. Brandon Ingram with an MB, right. that would be a dangerous team. They're not, they're not giving up Max and MB. They go, no, Max ain't they go, going nowhere. Yeah, they, they, they can give somebody good for a couple draft picks and Tobias Harris inspiring contract. Mm. So let, let me ask y'all, do y'all think the, the Sixers would go that route to get Ingram and, and thrust him into a more defensive role? Because he's going to have to play defense if they get rid of Tobias Harris. And I think that right. him him having to play that defensive type role is either he's gonna give up those he's gonna give up those buckets on that side, or it's gonna start to hurt his uh it's gonna it's gonna start to hurt his offense. Facts don't disagree. But then I would just have to really ask y'all like who would be out who would essentially be out there that would fit that mode. That, that's why I said I, that's why I said I don't think they really need to make no moves. Um, Maybe if they were to make a move, get um, another three and deep presence, um, so they can stop putting uh, mm-hmm. Kelly Kelly Oubre in a game and letting him shoot twenty shots a game. They don't need that. Mm-hmm. Um, you you think the Sixers can come out the East as um, as instructed? No, um, they 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 have they have a decent shot. They have a decent shot. Uh, yeah, I'm not going dis- to dis- dismiss them, but. I mean, in a seven-game series, I, I I think they clear dogs to the Celtics, and even maybe the Bucks. Yeah, I I think for sure I I would favor the Sixers over the Bucks, just because Maxi can put pressure on Dame Lillard with this score. He don't necessarily have to be out there trying to defend Lillard like that. He's just gonna get him mm-hmm. back on the other end, and that's gonna tire Lillard. You know that that's gonna kind of equal each other out. Um, mm. B, he's gonna get whatever he wants. Um, he hasn't you know, done that in the playoffs. It, okay, I think that all definitely hinges on if Embiid can stay healthy and deliver in the playoffs. If he, because they'll go as far as he goes. If he can't, then they're not going nowhere. If he can, they can go far. Um, the type of I, I player think, that Philly needs, we already we already brought him up, Buddy Hill. 
Yeah, three and deer. I agree. Yeah. Three and deer. But with the, you know, like they, they got they got capital, so they can make that move. You know who else that, that would have been great for that team right now? If they still have Matisse Seibel. Facts. Yeah. Facts. Total facts. All right, fellas. I got I got one last hot button topic. Because we got the Bulls and the Cavs in a podcast in the room. This is goat talk. <laughs> LBJ versus MJ in the building. All right. Let's hear it. Go talk. MJ. LBJ. Now, you just can't just say it now. There's got to be some <laughs> stuff about it. LBJ, okay. MJ. Because this is the hot button issue. I mean, if we're going to talk basketball, centric to the Cavaliers and the Chicago Bulls, the issue is LBJ, MJ. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Who you got? And why you got him? Anybody can take off. My boys, my boys, boys. What y'all, what y'all said about this, man? I got MJ. He is maybe the best perimeter defender ever. Um, <laughs> he's clutch. Mm-hmm. He could, he could, he could score in a half court set. I got MJ. Mm-hmm. He, he. I mean, in, in, in the biggest situations, in the biggest platforms, he shined the greatest. So, I mean, all of his finals were spectacular, maybe except for the uh, Supersonic series. But, I mean, they had that series in the back after 3-0. I know it ended up being 4-2, but it wasn't that close. I got I got MJ. It's close, but I got MJ. I got MJ, Edge, and LeBron. All right, so let me ask Pay. Pay, who you got? It's LeBron to me, man. And you are, and you already know that it's LeBron for me. But that is, and he's not a I'm gonna, fan, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna take this from a fanatical standpoint. I'm gonna give you the mature um, rationale on this. There's nothing that Q said that is incorrect. Jordan is the greatest half court defender, well, wing defender ever. Jordan is the greatest scorer ever. Jordan has Jordan's always showed up when the lights are the brightest. However, LeBron, LeBron's done done things you've never seen before. Even from Jordan, he's done he's done a lot. He's he's won with four different franchises. Well, three different franchises. He's got four rings. He's got MVPs. He's got records. And there's there's no there's no hole in his resume. And for someone who who's got accomplished conversation, but go ahead. He's for someone who has again no hole in his resume. There's no slowing down. He's doing. He's literally rewriting the record book every game. Mm. Mm. Jay, who you got? <laughs> um, I don't Come know. on, man. I'm gonna say it's, it's, it's about even, man. Um, oh, no, 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 no,
you have to take everything in totality. You have to take everything in, into account. When we get mm. to talking about goats, man, you get to disrespecting the goats of the past. Like, why isn't mm. Bill Russell the goat? He got the rings. He got the accolades. You know why? He got the records. He got the stats. Why? Why? Mm. Why Will Chamberlain not the goat? He got the mm. rings. He got. He got the stats. He, he got the accolades. Then we got mm. Kareem Jordan. I think each. Era. Man, nobody wants Each to hear this political its own goat. No, nobody wants to hear this PC. No. To put that, and when you get to choosing these goats, a lot of people do contradict themselves because when they say what makes their person a goat, then they go you go back and compare him to the goat of a past, then your, your argument don't stand up. So Next. You know, Every, 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 I like, every, I like, every I like that. I like that answer, Jordan was the goat of the 90s. And 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 LeBron, he was the goat of this era. That's a boring take. That's boring. I, you know, it, it's it's Iowa caucus time, and Jay's on his political rant. He won't answer the yeah, question. No, he just no, no, he won't answer the question. I, I, exactly. I, I ain't Joe Biden. All right. You want to make <laughs> right. everybody happy. You want to please Rally everybody. Rally Hall, who you got? LBJ or MJ? Uh, so since somebody said they took the immature. I mean the mature route with it. I'm gonna take the immature route with it. So I'm picking LeBron. <laughs> LeBron. I mean, let's be real, man. LeBron is just he's just a more complete player than Michael Jordan from mm. top to bottom. Like if you pit mm. LeBron James and Michael Damn. Jordan's era, LeBron James would still be better than him. Mm. I'm sorry. It's nothing, it's nothing. Nobody in Michael Jordan era or this era or no other era could do with LeBron James. I'm sorry. Mm. He's a better That's passer. Crazy. He's a better mm-hmm. defender. He's a better scorer. The player that we've never considered as a scorer from the, the, the first game he's played in the league is the leading scorer of all time. Mm. That's LeBron. I'm sorry. Mm. LeBron is the LeBron, goal. LeBron definitely not the better scorer. I, I definitely not giving him that. When you look at that record book, you see LeBron at number one. Mm. I mean, that, that's Great. What and, he, and he's there. still playing too. And, and see, this is where I'll get into this debate because that's what the numbers say, but that's not what the attests say. Like, and you speaking from your perspective and your eyes, which your eyes might be lying to you, and I can't fix that. But if you mm. said he's a better scorer than Jordan, I don't know. What the, I don't know what to tell. Like Man, Jordan's job, him. Jordan's job was to score. LeBron's job is to do a little bit of everything. Jordan was mm-hmm. an assassin. He his job was to get mm-hmm. in the game and score. In the last mm-hmm. uh in the last five minutes of the game, Jordan's either getting a basket or he's going to the free throw line. He's keeping his mm-hmm. team in the game the entire five minutes, or he's he, he's blowing he's blowing y'all out. That that's Jordan's job is to score. He's prolific at it. Um, but don't you think it's a problem that the person you saying was an assassin that was meant to score, that was meant to be unstoppable? Is not number one in that same stat? I mean, LeBron, I mean, he's, you know, we, we consider him the point guard. He's the facilitator. He's the QB of most of his teams, all of his teams. Hmm. Yet LeBron James, when he got the ball, is very little players in the league that has ever been able to stop LeBron James. Mm. Mm. So Michael Jordan is number one. He has 10 scoring titles. No one has right. no one else has more than four. Um, he is the greatest scorer of all time. That 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 points to that. Um, however, the accumulation of points is what LeBron has. And you know, in these streets, in these NBA streets, they call that a longevity stat. 
which is not a bad thing. You need to be able to be good for a long time to get a longevity stat. However, but if we're going to talk about great, talk about great scores, and we're going to put this on a in a seventy-seven year time capsule, Mike is all fair. Mike is at the top of the list. All right, so Tay Boy Fresh, who you got, man, and who LBJ or MJ? Who you got? I'll chime in real quick on uh, what what Rally said, and and Pay said they both they both right. You know, it's not either or; it's both and. Mm. LeBron, Le, LeBron, LeBron is the most accomplished scorer because, I mean, just 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 the, the, again the longevity itself. 21 years, 25 a game. That's just consistency. I mean, Kareem was leading before LeBron, but Kareem's last couple of years, he was having like 12 points a game. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, LeBron, 25 through and through, 20 years plus. Mm -hmm. Um, and he's also well, okay. So, so 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 my goal, or the one I think is the ultimate best is LeBron. I mean, but at one time I did think it was Jordan, but then LeBron just kept accomplishing stuff and accomplishing things. I mean, we, you know, first thing people go to is the finals. I get it. Mike, Mike was six and zero. MJ was six and zero. Mm -hmm. LeBron has taken well the first Cleveland team he took the finals. They he shouldn't even be able to take them there. But we so get that Absolutely. In taking the team to the finals at age 21, 22 is held against him because he lost. MJ was sniffing those finals at 21, 22. At all, but, you know what I mean. And then LeBron has beat done. Did that San Antonio team was a dynasty? He but, beat the San Antonio team. He beat Gold State. Gold State had to go get out Kevin Durant because LeBron. You but, know what I mean. And the, and the one he lost the was it the first one or the second one? The the, the second one he won the second one. The first one he lost. Mm -hmm. He had no Kevin Love or Kyrie. Mm. You know what I mean? He, he he out there running with uh what's dude name? Uh, and uh, yeah, white dude. I can't think of his name right now. Delavadova, Delavadova, yeah. yeah. He out there running with like Delavadova is the wingman, though. Yeah, yeah. He, he took that four too. And then the first, the first finals I brought up, he was playing with with, with Andy Verjao and uh Sasha Pavlovich and all them. Cats. Louis Gibson. Booby Gibson. Gibson. The, the only, Milante West. The only one he he, he, should, he shouldn't have lost that that Dallas final. That's the mm -hmm. that's the only blemish on his on his resume to me is losing that one. If he had won that one and won everything else he won, it would be easy discussion. This is something that I wanted to add just to the conversation concerning the goat talk. Michael Jordan never had a team constructed to beat him. LeBron James had it to happen three times. That's a whole different ball game. There was three teams constructed to beat him. Michael Jeffrey Jordan never had a team constructed to beat him, ever. I don't think the ninety-three Knicks, ninety-three Knicks, one constructed to beat the Bulls. Absolutely not. The ninety-three Knicks was never going to beat the Bulls because John Starks was holding Michael Jordan. It, it was a wrap. Well, you, you, I, I don't think you had the players in the league to hold Michael Jordan at that time. I like Mike, the players Jordan, were there. I don't, disagree, I, don't, I don't disagree with Pay with the Knicks because the Knicks was tried to be built in the Pistons' image, and the Pistons gave MJ problems. Yeah. 
I, I don't, I don't well, we, 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 we understand, you know, 30 years later that the Knicks couldn't beat the Bulls. The Knicks had one guard on their roster. Well, two guards on their roster. And with the with the team like the Bulls, with Michael Jordan being the best, you know, wing defender ever, and then Scottie Pippen being like right there with them. If you only got two guys to handle the ball, that you're 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 about to get hawked for ninety for ninety four feet. Yeah. Um, but I do think they did. Pat Riley and them did try to build a roster that can physically out you know out physical the Bulls in a in a series. I think that was a that was a plan. And then Miami Heat, you know, a couple of years later got the same got the same thing. I just I don't see it. I'm Y'all hear me? Yeah. Go ahead. Go yep. ahead. I was just saying, go go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I don't I don't see it because the New York Knicks during that era had Rolando Blackman, Derek Harper, Doc Rivers, Chris Childs, and Greg Anthony as their guards. None of those guys. Yeah, Wilkins there for a year too. M- MJ, they had who? <coughs> they had Jerry Wilkins Davis. there for a year too. Jer- 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 he was he was there one yeah. year. Yeah, and Hubert Davis. Those those were their guards during that run. No guard could stop Jordan. And so I, I, if you had nobody could stop him, that team wasn't built to beat them. They were big up front with Charles Oakley, Anthony Mason, Xavier McDaniel was there for a hot second, Patrick Ewing, but they were not constructed to stop Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Yeah, I know. During the, during the second three feet, didn't they have um Spreewell and Houston? The second no, three feet? Mm-hmm. Not, no, mm-hmm. not when did Spreewell and Houston no. get there? 99. 99 was the first year to get well, They went to the finals in 99. Uh, I know they went to the finals in 99, but what year did Houston get there? 97, 96? Yeah, Houston uh, Rockets. Houston. That was 94, 95. Houston, uh, Houston didn't get to New York to like 90, 97. Spreewell oh, got there in 99. You saw Houston in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. I was, I was wondering where Allen, Allen Houston got there. I couldn't remember. Yeah. yeah. No I, I, I want to say Jordan and them, they, they, they saw them. In a playoff series in the um during the second run though. I think they saw Alex yeah. And, and and I but I will give the credit to this as far as the Bulls is concerned. The Bulls team was constructed to accelerate Michael Jordan. Exactly. Because if you look at who was on that team, Ron Harper, Dennis Rodman, Scottie Pippen, Michael Jordan, Tony Kuko, that probably during that time was five of the top 15 wings in the NBA, all on one team. Yeah. They, could play every, they could play every wing, could, could play every defensive wing position, which in a lot of cases, Michael Jordan was able to freelance as a defender. He never picked exactly. up the opposing team's best player. Never. Exactly. That was Scottie that's, Pippen, that's, Dennis Rodman, and Ron Harper's assignment. I, I would say Jordan Michael, definitely, Jordan definitely guarded the opposing team's best player. I, I think, that hold on, that's a narrative that, that we've ran with in recent years, I've disproved many times. Jordan was still guarding the opposing team's best wing player for a lot of those title runs. He 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 did guard Magic Johnson in that first series, and he also guarded Clyde Drexler in the in the Bulls Blazers series. Hmm. So we we okay. So with that being said, yes, Jordan are, is going to spend. Uh, possessions guarding those players because that's just the nature of basketball. Uh, but to be real, you're not putting your superstar score on the other superstar score because you don't want them getting in foul trouble. You don't want them to be tired out from doing what they're doing. So that was not his primary primary responsibility on defense. 
on defense, Jordan was a point of attack uh, ball ball stopper. So he he's he's getting the the point guard to turn. He's turning the point guard as they're coming up ninety four feet. He's slowing down them getting into their offensive set. So that's where Jordan's uh, capability on defense came from. Also, because yes, he did, more like rounds, he did run around to get a lot of his steals. Um, so that 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 was his role on, on, on the defensive side. Now we showing some basketball chops. All right, Jay. Hmm. Breaking it down. Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Great conversation, great talk, great topic. Fellas, we're to about the last six-minute mark to close out the podcast. We got six guests. I'm going to give everybody a minute to do what they do. Close this out with your final thoughts before we get out of this combo meal of That's Rather Cavaliers and Shy City Bulletin Board podcast. Take boy fresh, I'm going to start with you, bro. Big G, I want to thank everybody for joining us, man. Thanks, Pay. Thanks, GQ and Jay. Uh, you know, it's been fun. We got to do this again. I'm sure the Cavs will probably sweep the Bulls this year, but I think it's too low right now. So <laughs> next, next couple of times, they, we might not want to come, you know, check us out. But, yeah, man, just everybody, thanks for joining us. Uh, listen li- listen to us on, on audio. The, that's rather Cavalier podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Google Podcasts, where we get the audio podcast. Other stuff that I do on FFSN, me and the homie Big G, we do the uh, Steel Curtain Network, work for the Steelers Network. We do uh, Wednesday nights, do the Pump Your Brakes podcast. On Fridays, we, we pay and beat our homie B Dirt, Chicago Bears and, and Bengals podcast affiliates. We do the Homies podcast on the Steel Curtain Network where we just talk ball, and then we have the homies overtime after that show, and who knows what we talk about on there. So, so, Sunday, me and, me, me and Big G do the Know It All podcast with Mod uh, on Sundays at 6.30, and then I think that's everything. Oh, we we, all, well, we want to do it no more. The Mike Tomlin post-game press conference podcast for the Steel Curtain Network. We probably get our last one until next year tonight. And then again, that's rather cavalier with Big G and my little fellow Relly Hall. Be sure to check us out. And, and well, I'll let Relly speak for himself. Go ahead, Relly. I'm done. Thanks, Big G. You know, it was a pleasure speaking with everybody in here. You know, um, you know, it felt great to kind of talk about the Bulls, especially since we beat y'all. But you know, uh, <laughs> uh, I do. Like I said, I want to thank oh, y'all. We didn't. We didn't. We didn't get on that court. I mean, we could do a three on three if that's what y'all proposing. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, oh yeah, you said y'all beat y'all. Y'all, oh, y'all yeah, beat yeah. us. I wasn't yeah. on that court, but I, I'm I'm down for a three on three. I'm gonna say if we doing that, we cooking y'all for real. <laughs> nah, three nah, three. Oh nah, my god! Nah, I don't think y'all understand what type of athletes y'all. I don't think y'all understand what type of athletes y'all. I was a Division One college football athlete, so I get it. I'm just too old. I, my game yeah, is old. I, I ain't cooking nothing no more, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really, you by yourself. Athlete, so. really, 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 you, you, you like your favorite player, LeBron. You by yourself in Cleveland. Don't yeah. worry. We just had them set screens. It'll be all right. Really, uh, really, really more than half my age. Yeah, the young fellas. You got some wins. <laughs> yeah. These old knees can't hold up no more, dog. It's over. <laughs> over but yeah go ahead really get it say what you say your piece so you can get up out of here bro you know like i said it's got to read it was a pleasure speaking with y'all you know i do look forward to speaking 
with y'all about basketball again. Um, and of course, for everybody listening, you got to tune into That's Rather Cavaliers because you know we on all podcast services from iHeartRadio, Apple Music, or Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Tune in. Got you. GQ, what you got for that Shy City Bulletin Board, man, going on over there? It was definitely pleasure and love hosting the show today. I enjoyed it. Tune in to the Bear Claw Poet Podcast. Me and Pay. Got you. Payday. What's cracking lacking, man? Everything, man. Everything, man. It was all love from Chicago to Cleveland and all over the nation, man. You can check us out also at the Bear Claw Pod, like my boy GQ said. We also got the Shot City Bulletin Board. Catch us everywhere you get your podcast. That's Apple, Stitcher, Google, Our Radio, Amazon Music, Pandora, everywhere. Just ask Alexa where, where you can find us at. She'll take you there. Uh, you, we're also, also available on YouTube, TikTok. Check us at the Frustrated Chicago Sports Fan on YouTube. See us on, on Facebook, all same, all same handles. Check us out. We've got a good time coming for you. Got the, got the, got the jokes and the info. Got you. Jay, what you got going on over there? Yeah, man. You can uh, catch me, like uh, Pay said. We're also on Spotify, the Sash um, uh bulletin board. Um, no, we lost to the Cavaliers tonight, but, you know, just a speck on, on, on the resume. Hopefully you guys can, you know, make it to the historic team that we are, the Bulls, in our conference, <laughs> in the division. You know, get, get y'all got one title in the last – who knows, you know, but it's not six. I mean, I wasn't tired of looking lonely up there. It, it's yeah, really it, lonely. It, you know, get, I get want some at least add another one. Yeah, get some banners up there. Get, get some banners up there. Y'all can take these, these regular season wins. We, You know, we're going to drop a few of them as we, you know, build back up to greatness. But, you know, once y'all get some banners up there, you know, y'all, y'all can start, you know, really talking. But as of right now, Bulls on top. That's what it is. <laughs> Got you, bro. Hey, thanks again for listening to That's Rather Cavaliers, Cleveland Cavaliers podcast with the special guests of the Shy City Bulletin Board in the building. Make sure you check out all podcasts on all formats that's been previously mentioned by the fellas. And don't forget to check me out on the Level Up College Football Podcast with my boy Andy P. We got a lot going on, transfer portal, college season doesn't have an offseason anymore, and we're going to bring you that action. So thanks again for listening. And as we close every That's Rather Cavaliers, Cleveland Cavaliers podcast, let's go Cavs. Let's go Cavs. Let's go Cavs.